0: Tune in to this week's Xamarin show, where I have my best friend in the entire time zone, Mark Elbone, on, and he's going to solve all of our time zone problems with the daytime offset converter. <laughs> Welcome back everyone to the Xamarin' Show. We're going to talk all about well, converters and specifically daytime offset converters. Uh, because you know, time zones are very hard, but I have found the expert which is going to tell everything about this. Uh, hey Mark. Hello,
1: my friend. How are you doing? Hey, Gerald. Thank you for having me over here. I I really like what you've done with the studio. It feels so much like home being here. Exactly. Fine. It's, it's
0: not a team's background, right? It's not a team's background. Because no. th- it seems like everyone has moved in together because they all have the same background suddenly. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> That's uh, true. Uh, Mark, I've known you for a long time, but for our viewers, um, uh, who are you? What do you do?
1: Yeah, my name is Mark Alibone. I live and work in Switzerland for a company called Ray Technology, where I am the lead mobile developer. We do a lot in the industrial IoT stuff. So from the shop floor, right into the palm of the user uh, with mobile apps. And yeah, some really interesting stuff uh, going on there in the late days with all the IoT stuff. And in my off time, I am also a Microsoft MVP. So I love to be part of this community. And when the Xamarin Community Toolkit kicked off, And I had that one little problem that was really bugging me. I thought, hey, why not chip in this daytime offset converter? Absolutely. That is great because that is a small little helper converter.
0: We're going to see that in a little bit. Um, that is something that you contributed to the Xamarin Community Toolkit, which is really awesome because you know that is what the Xamarin Community Toolkit is all about, those little things that you keep copy and pasting from one project to another. And now we're trying to bundle this into one package um, to rule them all, basically. Um mm-hmm. all right, Mark. I am hoping that you prepared a little demo for us. So let's hop over to your screen and have a look.
1: Yeah, let's dive right into the code. So I've prepared a little demo application here. And the reason why I came up with this converter was I tried to do this something like this. So we had the business requirements that we wanted to capture a local time that happened for the user. So the exact time that happened for the user, when did it happen for that user? and uh, we used a date time, so that the user could enter the date that he's using. And I've prepared a little demo here to just show you where I started off. So what you can see here is we have a very simple page layout and I'll just start the simulator here for you. And what this is doing is we have a date picker and a time picker, and I've, Binded a date selected field to that. And you can see the app is now up and running. And we can see there's a date here. It's the 23rd of February. And the thing is though, when I go into my view model code on the back end, we can see that I actually set a different date. So I'm here trying to set Valentine's Day but it just won't take that over. And that is because in the background, the date picker actually works with the date time object and it doesn't really know how to format this. So it just falls back to a default value, which is today. So with the Xamarin Community Toolkit, I installed the NuGet package, I got in the namespace up here, and I also implemented here the... uh, I also put in the uh, resources part to include the daytime offset converter with a key. So what I can do after these few steps, I can now go down here, hop in, and I can then say, hey, I want to have a converter, which is a static resource, really loved IntelliSense here. And then I want to have the date, time, offset converter. And let's see if this is all correct. And we'll save the file and with Zarin hot reload. um, This should then actually start to pick up properly. Now, probably it did not refresh from the view model. So that's why this didn't run through. But so now what we have is we have a date picker, which is now selected. And Gerald, you mentioned before the really great thing about having the date time offset is we now have the time zone of the user encoded mm-hmm. within the date time offset object.
0: So, cool. So, what you gain with this basically is the the, the extra, um, like you exactly like you said. So, I'm just repeating it basically. The 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 daytime, uh, sorry, the time zone uh, information for that user. So, you can actually you know determine. Um, yeah, the exact time that it, that this actually happened for this user, because this is something that you use for a real-life scenario, right? This is a problem that you encountered um, and that you have created a solution for and now shared with the community. Is that right?
1: Exactly. So This was a, a real problem that I had, and the daytime offset encoding was important for us so that we would know where the user is. now when you use time zones, it's always a bit difficult. I mean, you, me, Gerald, we're really lucky. We are living in the same time zone, Central European time zone. But in a couple of weeks, we'll be switching to the Central European summer time. And yeah, that's always fun, right? I mean, suddenly in the middle of the night, you jump some hours ahead. And those changes, they can be quite uh, nerve wracking to understand, hey, when did, what happened? Um, One solution that some people do is they just say, hey, we just take UTC. So we will just use UTC everywhere. And using UTC everywhere can be a great choice. But you also lose some information where was the user when he entered that information. Because if I enter the date and time during summer, I might have entered it during a different time than if I then look at my data in winter. So that can be really confusing. And another really nice thing with time zones is scheduling meetings. So In my demo code, I have added uh, a few more lines of code, which I will now comment back in. And what these do is, they will actually uh, show the same date time, but it is converted into Pacific standard time. So what you can see up here is we have the time encoded in the central European time zone, and down here it is then converted back into the uh, date that we're having uh, down there, so we can actually jump back and forth, and we can now see where, if we're now scheduling a meeting for 6 a.m. Uh, in the Central European Time Zone, this means uh, people from the Pacific Standard Time Zone would have to join that meeting at 10 p.m. in the evening, and that might not be always a great thing. Might not be a great thing to start a meeting at 7 a.m. in the uh, 6 a.m. in the morning, in general, but yeah you you get the idea. so with this uh, daytime offset is that is we can convert uh, between those time zones uh, quite nicely and easily by changing the offset where the user is. That is really awesome.
0: Um, So it worked for you. I feel that this is specific to people working with this, but at some point you're always falling into the trap of time zones, right? So um, I think, you know, time zones are hard. I think I already mentioned that. Is there any like edge cases, things that we need to consider when we want to use this? Because the basic usage looks very easy. It's just, you know, using daytime offset objects um, hooking that converter up and bam you're good to go basically uh, but is there anything yeah. you know from from the trenches that you've um noticed that that we should know as
1: well yeah i mean so generally speaking if you want to have the time zone information encoded in the timestamp that you're generating the daytime offset is a good point to look at another one that is also very uh known in the communities the noda time which is another nuget package that you can install if you Do even more time zone arithmetics and stuff like that. That can be a great help. So, we went down the path in one project where we just said everything is daytime offset. And now consider the fact that one time you might just want to choose a date. So, you say, hey, I want to choose the 15th of February, uh, for some reason, and you encode that in the local time. Now, when you send that to the server, which we then did, and the server then had to send that onto another system, which said, hey, I want to have the Linux encoded timestamp, which starts on the 1st of January, 1970, because, you know, that's a thing. And that was then in UTC. So we said we want to have it on the 15th of February, but because it was encoded with a local time zone and the generated Linux timestamp was generated in UTC, guess what date we sent? The 14th. So we jumped back one day. So those are just like some caveats that you have to be aware of if you're encoding time zones within, uh, that if you then convert back to UTC and you have midnight local time, that could be a different date uh, in UTC. So that's one thing you want to keep in the back of your mind, and maybe you don't always want to have the time zone encoded if you're dealing with dates.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, it's just this lovely puzzle always uh, (laughs) with with time zones, but uh, I feel, Yes, absolutely. But I feel that you've made this a little bit easier for everyone, Mark. So um, thank you so much for implementing this and uh, coming on the show to actually explain this as well. I'm very much looking forward to having you back for your next contribution and um, talk (laughs) all about that. Um, Thank you, everyone, for watching. There is already a lot of other content that you can uh, watch that we've recorded before. There is a lot more content coming, so make sure to tune in for the next one as well. Um, Ding that bell, subscribe, like leave in the comments what you'd like to see you know we're always open for inspiration um other than that i'll see you for the next one